Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Welcome to, to the dining room. It's great to have you here. Thanks for coming. And as we've said, um, this is my wife, Naomi, my beautiful wife. And um, it's not often up here, so this is great. I don't know if you've ever had this situation, I know Naomi and I have, where you've gone around to somebody's house and you really uh, admire them and you've got a few questions up your sleeve that you'd love to, to ask them around the dinner table. This is kind of like that setting, if you, uh, Naomi and I have done that. So the, they, we, uh, we've, we, no, we've given Pastor Malcolm and that a rough idea, but they don't really know. So we've, kind of, we've got a few <laughs> ideas, but really, as we've said, this is an opportunity to facilitate a conversation between Malcolm and that. So... You know, if we ask you one question, you guys thing. just speak thing. for the rest of the time. We don't ask her another question. That's <laughs> right, all good. Just right. go wherever we need to go today. But, um, but yeah, really excited about this. I know the subject of family is one that's really important to you. So thrilled to be able to have this conversation. How are you doing? You're great. We're doing good. We're doing great. I mean, like, a little bit yeah. nervous. Sure. Don't, don't be nervous. Relax. You've got some Chardonnay in here. Come on now. So, oh, I'm have a little just to take the edge off. So... Um, I think that, you know, I'd want, this is like an opportunity for us to talk about family. Uh, but it's certainly not that what, we, what we're saying is the way. It's, it's a way. Do you know no, what I'm we, saying? You're the pastor, so you've got perfect families, perfect kids. So that that's right. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Um, and we all know that's not true. We could, even, even I can't keep up that charade in this place. But I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, my, my kids have, uh, in fact, my whole family of Our kids. Come on. Start already, guys. It started already. 9.46. That did not take long. He hasn't quite done it on his own. There has been two. In we all played our part. Yeah. We all played our we part. We all played our part. Our children. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's true. You were there. I remember. You were there. Do you remember that? <laughs> Uh, and so it begins. Well, uh, we haven't even man- managed three minutes. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, what I was saying was I've often talked during our, in, my, in my message preaching, that I'm preaching, about our kids. Right. Whew, I'm exhausted already. Uh, thanks, thanks. You've got 40 thanks. minutes to go. <laughs> um, but... I've always tried to break down the illusion that like, you know, just because like, oh, you serve the Lord and all that sort of thing that your kids are, like your kids are your kids. They're just mm-hmm. normal kids. I I'm just have this, I have this sense, sorry if this disappoints everyone. I just believe that every family is dysfunctional in some sort of way. Well, yeah. I, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect family. Right. We're all dysfunctional. And, uh, and it's Jesus oh, that helps us no, to... No, come on, come on. It's Jesus our that helps us to do things a bit better. Perfect. And he even makes up for our mistakes. So uh, that's, that's oh, what Oh, my thanks, Flo. Come on, Flo. <laughs> hey, just t- tell, us about, tell us about your family. Maybe, Lynette, tell us about your family. Who are they? What are they up to? Tell us about your kids. My children. Your children. Is there going to be a picture of my children? I thought they were, oh, I thought they were our children. Oh, yeah, oh. I just thought, yeah. Our oh. children. That's our children when they were very little. Oh, cute. We've got a picture Gabriel. of them growing up. And a picture of them <laughs> oh, now. Oh. Except Hunter's not quite there, and don't let him know that. Because <laughs> no, he's not very no. 
So this is our family. We have four children, two boys and two girls. Bethany's the eldest. And she's now 31. Don't tell people that. She won't like Do, thir- Do I look like a woman? Like a mother of a child of 31 no. years no. old? No. Hey? no. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I have a few great... Black don't um, crack. Ooh. You're not allowed to say that, I don't think. Ooh. Follow that one. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have two grandchildren, um, Zachary, who's six, and Hunter, who's 18 months. And we know we've got Hunter of 18 months because Hunter is like having five children in one. So <laughs> right. <laughs> but he's great. Um, it reminds us quite a lot of Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's our second child. And we always have said that when Aaron has a, ch- has a little boy, then he will know what we went through, <laughs> having to raise. We prayed Aaron. he has someone like yeah, him. Aaron is a very was a so very challenging. Standards, yeah, 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 yeah. But we all have challenging children, don't we? And and I think God brings us these children to enable us to to grow to be more like Christ right. in areas. That's what we have to tell ourselves. Yeah. So um, I don't get it. I, I actually don't get how, you know, like, I know the process of producing children. I just don't know how they all turned out so different. And like, you, 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 I spawned you. How, how did this, how did this happen? You know? Mm. But anyway, we've got another question. <laughs> I don't think, I feel like this is uh, going downhill already. You're going, you're going into deep we should waters. have our conversations Let's, in public. I'll go back very quickly. And then we have um, Joseph. <laughs> And he's 25, 26? He's 26. 26. And Gabriel, this year. And Gabriel, who was 23 on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our yeah. family. Another question, Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, well, oh. Hey. Oh, no, over to me. Hey, Nate. Um, hey. So, in terms of your own families growing up, yes. how did they differ kind of from one another and from the family that sort of you've been building for yourselves? Well, um, Malcolm's family is very different from my family, so we have come from very, you know, very different in raising our children. Um, for me, um, I'm from a family of six children, mum mm-hmm. um, and dad. And but growing up in our family, we always knew that we were loved, and you know, our dining room table was always filled with our friends. Um, I remember every Sunday for many, many years, we used to have our dining room table and my mum and uh, myself was always in the kitchen cooking for whoever was going to come through through that door. And I remember a family of four children for about 10 years, they came to uh, to, for Mm. Sunday dinner every week. And um, there's a young lady who, when when we had actually Gabrielle, a single mum, um, who used to come to to this church, and we just saw her on the out, you know on the outskirts. So we invited her in for dinner mm. one Sunday, and she's she's been coming. Well, she had been coming for the past five years, and now I saw her some weeks ago. And she said, she says, you know, one of the memories of growing up in your family is that I felt um, I felt so um, connected to be to. I felt so part of. And um, that's the way I want to raise my own children wow. as well. So, mm. yeah, it just it speaks volumes for the dining room table. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Your family? Yeah, well, not the same. <laughs> um, you know, I've said a few times, you know, I was brought up far from God, family far from God. And um, 
And yeah, I mean, let's also be real that there are some families, even though they're far from God, they bring up their fam- they bring up the kids well. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's exactly. uh, they 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 do know how to do family. They they apply some principles. Uh-huh. Um, alas, this this wasn't um, the case in our family, and it's not like you know, like there were many situations that were far worse than than we were. Um, but you know, we had. When you, when you don't have Jesus and you're carrying a lot of brokenness in your life. Mm. And then my mom, my mom got multiple sclerosis when I was eight. And that brought a massive pressure on the marriage, on their marriage, on the family. And it kind of dominated or overshadowed our upbringing. Um, and yeah, so it, we... we because of the constraints that that kind of illness can bring, it seriously affected our family life. And in that regard, coming to Jesus and uh, um, had a massive difference in, in, in meeting people and, mm. and becoming part of church family made a, a big difference to me personally. And, uh, and I remember... I mean, when Lynette and I uh, started going out, going round to her mum and dad's for for Sunday lunch, and um, and I, I was like shocked at how the um, uh, brothers, uh, her brothers and, and sisters, responded to their mum and dad. It was mm. like when you get. I remember um, just a very very simple thing. Um, that um, one of, uh, I think it was either Ian or Winston, asked the dad to, to turn over the TV. To, to, dad, turn the TV over. And in, the, in the days where we didn't have remote controls. So yeah. obviously he, he was. He yeah. was you he actually had to get up and, and go to the TV and press the button to turn it over. So dad, get, get up and turn the TV over. Like, I was shocked. Because I would never have dared asked my dad to do that. So it was like suddenly, oh my gosh, there's another way of doing it. Right. Mm. I should, I should dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 just the thing is, Lauren said it actually, that there are some things that seem so normal to you because mm-hmm. you've not known anything different. Mm-hmm. And then you get introduced to something else and it's like, oh my gosh, there actually is another way of, of doing this. So that was, yeah, I, I think that I began, to, I certainly began to understand what church, sorry, what family could be and what it should be in ch- from church. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Awkward silence. Amen. What are, you, what are you saying, babe? You... I would, well, it's difficult because I can't see you for the flowers. Okay, awesome. So... I've got... <laughs> That's cool. Don't, don't move the That's sweet. Just set them um, on fire. <laughs> Nay and I have been... Um, we've been... We've had the privilege of being around your dining room table. Right. Talk to us about the role that the dining room table has played in your family life. I mean, like, huge, really. We didn't actually have a dining room table uh, for... Um, for many years of our childhood, um, and we ate. We, it was ne- we never gathered around food in in that way. I think that there is something very powerful in it. 
I find it intriguing that Jesus did it often. He yeah, chose he he environments around food in which to build relationship and, and speak to. And um, we, yeah, we've, we've used the table a lot. And to, my wife is like a bit of a party animal. Like anyone who spends any time with her will know. We celebrate everything. Always look for an opportunity to say thank you. If we can have an excuse yeah. for a party, we'll have an excuse for a party. And, and we've used um, the table like that. We, we didn't always have a lot of money when we were first married, but we never used that as an excuse. Right. Yeah. So we used to, sometimes we used to dress up and, uh, and we'd, have, we'd have like a main course around the table yeah, and then yeah. we'd go out for because we have four kids yeah, yeah. So, so you know we uh, we eventually got a TV <laughs> and uh, that changed things don't worry you'll get that later um, I'm there, I'm there. So, uh, so we uh, we you know every time we went out it was like taking a school trip do you know what I mean it was it like that bad. a big deal and it was <laughs> <laughs> so we um, we just used to like make it work and like you can't maybe afford to take everybody out for food but maybe you can take them for dessert right or you can go for a drink or so yeah yeah. and also you know um we used to also entertain quite often and when the children were were very little when they saw the dining room that was table that was set they kind of knew oh it's pizzas tonight or it's fish fingers tonight because you know the guests were coming around and it came a point where we just thought you know our children are seeing guests come around our dining room table but they should also be treated as guests as well so occasionally we used to do this you know as what we see yeah. here this morning and and put on the the wine the wine glasses and put juice in them rather than, than you know, or blackcurrant. So it made them feel special that they had to also get dressed up. And um, it was also part of making them feel um, more part of the family um, and, and actually get, getting out the, um, the Denby set yeah. that was always in the cupboard that came out perhaps you know, not that yeah. often, you know. And, the den- and so, but yeah, so we actually also made them feel special as well occasionally and sometimes yes Malcolm said when, when funds were sometimes low it was actually beans on toast it's amazing what you can do with beans on toast you can put onions garlic inside that tin of tomato spice it up you know mm. put those toast triangly put the cheese on yeah. top Come on. A, a bit of rocket on top of that beans on toast you know you can do a lot right. with that I love that um, so you know that beans on toast with a nice table set you'll Hey, wow. Gordon Ramsay, hit your oh, heart out. No, right now. Matt, are you so okay just to hook us up with some of that? Really? That's, that's, that's I'm so inspired by the creativity of that. Absolutely love that. Um, so, when the children were small, yes, because obviously you've done all the stages now. But right. when they were small, what were some, uh, you know, for those of us with with little ones, what were some of the wins where you think? I'm really glad. Some of we the did that. wins now then be I think one of the I think we've got for quite a few wins actually. One of the wins that, that when they were little is that we introduced something called the star charts. I'm not sure they do it these days. But the star chart was something that we well I kind of loved. Because you know, sometimes we I can can kind of nag 
mm. if jobs aren't done. So, and it came a point where, you know, mm. especially, oh, I say Aaron, because, you know, he's the cop from <laughs> school yeah, constantly. Aaron, can you please take your school uniform off? Yes, mum, in a minute. Aaron, off. Aaron, can you please take yeah. your school uniform off? Aaron, please. Then he used to eat Aaron, something. could you please come and, off the roof? <laughs> and it's like, Aaron, you spilt some cereal down your front now. Aaron, now I've got to wash that. Aaron, can you please? And this came to a point where, Lynette, you know, He's, he's not listening to he's what you're working, saying. It's right. not working. Mm. So we introduced the star chart. So we sat them all down and said, listen, this is called a star chart. You, you know, if you take off your school uniform for four of those days, you can get a star at the end of the week. And at the end of the month, what would you like? You know? And so we used to go through the August catalogue and see what kind mm. of gift that we could, that would be an incentive for me to stop the nagging and for them to take responsibility and to do and, and to get some ownership in their own personal life. So yeah. this is what we did. Worked amazing. Right. Mm. Absolutely amazing. You know, um, Joe, I think, he actually got so many star charts when he was about three or four years old. He ended up having a drum kit. <laughs> Was it, was it Joe? Was it Aaron? No, no, no. It Joe. 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 I ended up having a very small drum kit. But you think it, it taught them to take responsibility. Yeah. It taught them to the ownership, mm. you know. Mm. And it stopped me from going blue in the face because <laughs> right. you know, nobody wants a, a nagging mother all the time. Mm. Amen. <laughs> um. <sighs> wow, wow. So, Actually, I'm going home with this car <laughs> today. <laughs> I do have my home, my own car coming later. I might. Hey. I think that we, you know, like a couple of things that we learned. Like, I had, you know, I think I had to unlearn a lot of stuff. Mm. I, I, you know, like you can. There's a tendency, I think, to try and sometimes parent from the way you've been parented. So I was brought up in a very harsh environment. It was like, you know, uh, my opinion didn't count. I just did as I was told. Mm. And, uh, and I must say that, you know, like teaming up with Len, who had a, you know, she was a much more together person than I was. Oh, it, you know, it helped. It helped <laughs> a lot. But like we, so like we, to learn to positively, um, if you like, discipline. I think discipline mm. can have a very negative mm. connotation. But to, to positively, positively loving disciple. Loving boundaries. Loving yeah, teaching boundaries. boundaries. No, I mean, I, loving boundaries. Yeah, loving boundaries. Yeah. Um, thank you for making that clear. Okay, so that's um, fine. Not just boundaries, that's loving boundaries. Um, and I think there. that, you know, like, I remember as a, as a young father, like, kind of, hearing my own father come out of my mouth. Right. Uh, and you, you know, things that you said you'd never do. Yeah. And then you hear it coming out of your own mouth. And, I, you know, I, the, and it was rethinking things. So, like, it was, you know, like, changing systems. I was just thinking about, like, bedtime. Mm -hmm. So, like, it yeah. was... So like it was like you know okay pack you know um, time for bed and uh, and then like you'd get nothing <laughs> and then no come on then time for bed and 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 then, then oh, come on guys time for bed and then it's right <laughs> put away those toys and get and is you know you 
You don't have to get to that point. You don't have to go through that oh, ritual. How often did you get to that point, darling? No, love, just, I was there. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying... So, got to but what I'm saying <laughs> is that we understood eventually that, you know, no one... If no, I wouldn't like it if I was doing something and someone says, right, stop now immediately. Yeah. So we had one of those Zanussi cookers with a mechanical bell mm -hmm. on it and uh, we used to set the timer yeah. and say when when you've you, um I'm set, we, and tell them we're setting the timer mm. and you can play but as soon as the bell goes you yeah. pack away your stuff mm -hmm. and you then it's time to go to bed and and it saved it took all the stress yeah. out of it mm -hmm. actually made that moment a little bit of fun because it took our voices out of it and they yeah. just learned to, to respond to, to the bell yeah. and, uh, and it, it, took, it changed everything. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's those little things that can make a big difference to bedtime being stressful or not being stressful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's uh, one of the things, go on. Yeah, another thing that, I'm, that we actually introduced was um, the idea to actually budget um, when they were younger, um, so we we used to have like three yogurt pots, and each and each pot was tithe, save, and spend, and they had pocket money, um, and for, from the pocket money they had to put in the tithe, saving, and spending, and now as adults it's that same principle mm. that they are that they just have that in their lives because it, 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 to, to them it's nothing new it's because it's been there all the time and yeah. sometimes when you know when one of them used to want something perhaps it was a pair of trainers and it was like well you know you have to save towards those trains we will put something towards it when you've saved that amount mm. um, so rather than having to put the put parents well put us under that kind of pressure because mm. you know sometimes when you've got four children you can't afford to have the best going you know Nike Adidas trainers so if they if they saved a part of that you know and the ones with the they used to own that and there was the responsibility of mm. then taking care of those pair of trainers right. um, was greater if we had just bought it out it, yeah, yeah. In that, so that's one of the things that we used to have. Another thing as, as children, um, when they're growing up, is that um, funds weren't always um, weren't always great. Um, so holiday times for us was also yeah, a very important time. Mm. So what what I used to do is that you know when we used to get our family allowance, it was called family allowance. So it was for the family. So I took that, us as a family, that's what we did. We took that and I used to save that every month for a holiday that we went to. So we used to go to, 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 to France every year. And it, it may seem quite exotic, but in those days, we used to go with Eurocamp. And if you've got four children, they came free. Come on. And, get, and we had four children, so they came free. And so just the two adults came. And so... And, and so we used to we used to plan ahead and 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 mm. and do that. And what I wanted them to do is is to is to actually create memories, yeah. so that when they're older, that they don't have to fantasize of something that they wish right. they had. Right. So we used to create memories for them. And I think growing up now, they still remember the times where mm. you know 
we used to go on the ferry and even Beth were at the Hillsong Conference and she said, Mum, do you remember the time when we used to have breakfast? But then I used to say to them, put, put some of that breakfast into your bag so we can have that for lunchtime. <laughs> hey, I don't think we need to share everything. Yes, we do. Um, yeah, Every day we're wow. hustling. Because these that, are called life skills. Tell everybody everything. Yeah. So yeah. So it. it's just, just those some of those small principles yeah. in life, some of the life skills mm. that you know that that you can actually work around to make yeah. life happen. Yeah. So. And and what about as they got older? So teenage years. Anything you recall from from that period uh, where you think right that was a that was a great it's, thing it's we did. All, or? It's all a blur. You've blocked it all out. It was like, it was I so think bad. my brain is just you know. I think that. I was going to say, if you like, just pulling it back to the dining room table. Um, and like, we made loads of mistakes. And I, I think that, but when your heart's in the right place and you're trying to, to, trying to do things in a godly way, I think God, God maximizes your successes and minimizes your failures. Wow. And I think that when... The dining room table was a huge contributing factor to um, the teenage years mm. with our, our kids because it was, it was around the dining table we, we learned to talk to each other. Because the dining table is, is it's much more than about food. The food mm. helps. Mm. Right. Obviously, the, you know... Um, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing that if my kids set the table at our house now they will always do so irrespective of what it, it isn't even an occasion but they will bring out the wine glasses even, even if we don't have wine they'll bring out the wine glasses and light a candle because mm. that is they become their norm now it wasn't yeah. my norm but it is their norm mm. and you got to, if you want to talk to your teenager, you've got to talk to your five-year-old. Wow. You've got to engage with conversation with your five-year-old. Mm. And, and you've got to seem interested and you've got to speak into their wow. lives. Um, it's like if you're going to try and start that when they're teenagers, it's, it's not going to work. You've got to, you, things shift and change with hormones and mm. attitudes. And, and, but when you've put in the hard miles when they're younger and you've built the relationship and you've taken an interest in their life and what's going on at school and, 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 and that, then when they're teenagers, they will still talk mm. to you. Uh, and, you know, uh, there are some things that it's just full-on battles, you know, it's not all sweet and nice, and but you've got to. We, you know, there are, there are principles that we taught when they were little. I remember, um, you know, as when they had squabbles with each other, like insisting that they um, made up, forgave each other. You know, like I, I've got. I'm sure you have many memories. We're saying, right, say I'm sorry. <sighs> sorry. Right, you say, I forgive you. I forgive you. Sorry? Mm. 
I forgive you. Right, now, forget about it and move on. So, mm-hmm. it, like, and though we had to, we had to implement those things. Mm-hmm. I've had to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've had to say I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You know, I know this might be very, very difficult for you to imagine. True, Pastor. But... Naomi, but, you know, there have been days when, you know, I've been a little bit grumpy, you know. I, I know, I know. Just use the powers of your imagination. <laughs> and, um, you know, been a little bit grumpy yes. and, you know, you've overreacted, you've said things you shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to, if, you know, if you want your children to learn to say sorry, mm-hmm. when you've got it wrong, when you stuffed up, you've got to go and say sorry. Yeah, so good. And, uh, and you know, I've even... Uh, gone up while they've laid in bed and gone up and say, I'm, I'm really sorry. And, you know, uh, and, you know, they said, do, do you still love me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and, and just, you know, make... And explain why you were sorry. Yeah, because, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's not just about saying sorry, was it? It was just saying, no, it was, it was just like saying, you know, daddy was wrong in how... You know, I was thinking, and Daddy was wrong in that word I used, or Daddy was wrong, or, or, or Mommy was wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and how I, I wasn't thinking the best, and please forgive me, and, mm-hmm. you know, explain to the children exa- exactly what that sorry meant. Mm, um, really and that was also very powerful as well. So, so they yeah. understand what it is so that you're understand, correcting yourself. Yeah. yeah. That word of sorry. It's not yeah. just that blank word sorry. Mm. You know, what, what does that mean? Mm. So, um, so that was also very, very good. Mm. It's, it's about relationship. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I, let me just say, and I'll... I'll oh, sorry, darling. No, 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 no. You didn't. I was just saying that that... Sometimes it can be a bit of an effort. Listen, every now and again, we had meals in front of the TV. Of course you do. You know, if you yeah, sit and watch absolutely. a film or, you know what I mean? There are times, but I think that we bought, built in a, just the discipline and the consistency yeah. of sitting around the table because sometimes, especially during the school years, it was the only time in the day that you actually did right. connect. Yeah, now, some, you see, like for us, breakfast was a nightmare. Getting our mm. lot out of the house. Right. You're not going to get us sat down around the breakfast table Dipping no. toast soldiers into egg yolk, you know what I mean? We're all throwing something down our neck and getting ourselves out of the door, you know what I mean? But, but you know, some, for some people, breakfast might be their best meal of the day. For others, it might be um, the, the, uh, the evening. Um, there were, so we, there was something else that we did that um, as they got older, uh, and sometimes even with clubs and you know the, the people involved in other things, we used to we made we made uh, yeah Tuesday night family night. Wow. So fam- Tuesday night was the, the the time that we did something together as a family that usually involved food and some kind of social activity like going to the yeah. cinema or. You know, which became a nightmare trying to get a, 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 a film that everybody wanted to see. But uh, with the spread of the ages, you know, you can imagine. But like, so we, we had always points of connection in a week. And I would hasten to add, not just for the family, but for us. So we had, for, uh, for us, we had a day off on Friday. Friday morning was always, it was our day, we, we did uh, breakfast together and then we did something 
in the evening because if you want to have a great marriage when the kids have moved on mm -hmm. you've got to also invest in your marriage and not allow everything to revolve around yeah. the kids yeah. so we used to invest in each other on a friday morning and a friday evening um but yeah relationships you just have to work at it work at it work at it work at it and facilitate working at it if you're going to get it to work that's really good you know some of the things you did well what are some of the things that you wish you did differently pass next question great <laughs> so oh, no i think God, i think I mean, the heart like... behind no that's seriously though because i think you know i know you can answer but I think the desire to be a perfect parent, a perfect Christian, a perfect whatever is, is strong. And when maybe you see, you know, your child not beha behaving, in, maybe it's doing something that reflects a weakness in you or oh, maybe yeah. not reflecting you, it can be, it, that comes with a lot of other stuff and it, it's not always the parent's fault and people who grow up in great homes to go off and do stupid things. Do you know what I mean? How have you managed that? How do you recover from... What mistakes have you made? How do you recover from that? And anything that you can have just to speak into that whole subject of, man, I, the, my kids aren't really reflecting what I thought they would right now. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I honestly don't know where to start because I feel like I've stuffed up so often. Um, I think that the, 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 the thing is that we're just broken human beings trying to raise human beings yeah. and sometimes in the pressures of life you know and like it, it, sometimes that's been a challenge you know I don't know if you've in a season of your own life where you're going through stuff yourself mm -hmm. and then you're having a tough time at work and then you go home and you want home to be a refuge and then there's a whole host of issues waiting for you there. You know, all you want to do is just sit down with a coffee and just hibernate. But you, your kids are waiting for you and they've got needs and, they've, and they need you. And they've got homework that needs helping with. And, you know, it's like all, all, all that thing. I think that, you know, yeah. I mean, like, I've, I've lacked patience I've overreacted do you know what I mean like on a daily basis no <laughs> uh, well it feels like that sometimes um, and yeah I, you know I've it can be a challenge as well with your even the personalities of your kids because you can respond differently to your children you don't respond all the same right so I think like um, I, I used to kind of um, kind of react to Aaron because he's very in your face he's like your mother he's like his mother um, he comes at you head on and, and, uh, and so am I in your face? <laughs> I am now <laughs> yes hey? I love you babe yeah um, that's called in your face Sorry. And I think that... <laughs> but Aaron, Aaron... This is like the living room table at home. Yeah. This, is the real, yeah. this is the real deal. This is what I'm like at home. We're doing so. properly. This is actually much tamer yeah. than actually. <laughs> so I think that you're like... He, he, um, he, he, in a weird sort of way, 
He kind of brought the worst out of me and the best out of me in that I had to learn. I had to dig deep because I didn't have the skill set. I, I, I didn't have the skill set to, to help him. You know, I don't know whether anyone can relate, but sometimes there are those moments when you just feel like you're losing. You're losing the battle. Right. And you've, you've done everything that you know how to do. And then that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And it's not only not improved, it's worse. Mm. And you have to call out on God, uh, you know, and, and, and God, and God does, does help you. Um, uh, but then through that, you improve. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, but also through that, you know, you learn techniques. Like one thing I've, I've learned over the years is, is, you know, this simple word, catch them being good. Mm. And when you just catch them being good and encourage right, right. that good, rather than focusing on what they're not doing, focus on what they are doing and, and make them come out of that situation bigger than what, that, that one, that what you went in. Because, you know, we have the power to calm the storm mm. or we can create a tornado yeah. in that relationship. So we mm. have, as parents, we have, the con- we have the power to control that storm you know, and, you know, it's not always easy because I know many times I used to, you know, thinking, Lord, help me because I I'm, I'm going to actually snap here. So I just walk away, close the door and just calm right down mm. and say, Lord, help me here mm. because I really need your help. Mm. Um, and then go back into the situation again, composed, mm. hopefully. And, um, and, they, and then speak into the storm mm. calmly. And I think for us, for me, that's, that's really helped me in many situations um, with, with raising the children. Especially you know, when you've got an 18-month, two-year-old and, and they're going through the... They call it the terrible twos, but I call it the challenging twos. Because that, that, it it's challenging and, you know, they are... They are their will against your will. And this little body is trying to challenge your right. viewpoint. I'm thinking, at what point... <laughs> Did our roles change here? Yeah. It's like, I gave birth to you, not the other way around. Right. So, it's like, <laughs> um, so it's yeah. something... I, I was just going to say, I was just remembering one moment. Like, we, um, we when Aaron was two, uh, we actually, we, we were um, uh, on the... We, we'd gone to a, another a church as part of a team. We were doing, like, a mission weekend, and we were staying in the vicar's house. And, you know, like, we... We just wanted that perfect family where our kids just sat there and behaved. You know what I mean? For five minutes, Lawrence. Not, not like, just for five minutes. And Aaron was sat in his high chair, just getting food from his bowl and going... Against the wall. It's like, Aaron, Aaron. And then he would look at you and go... So now I'm not reacting as I would want to react because we're in the vicar's house. Right, 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 right. And right, I right. want him to think that I'm a, a, a nice person. And oh, it's going, not normally like this. I'm going, Aaron. <laughs> and, but I was thinking, you're going to die. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But I wasn't. I was like, Aaron. And uh, the, the, the vicar's wife actually said yeah. she just took all the tension yeah, out did. of the moment. She says, oh, you know, he's, uh, he's got a great, strong personality. 
He's going to be a great leader. He's going to be a great, great leader. leader. Yeah. And now, I, I just, there were many more challenging moments than that moment, but I clung to those words many times. I want to say to us, you know, when we, when we see parents struggling or when we see, you know, a child, you actually can be quite judgmental sometimes as to why someone's behaving in that way or whatever. But just a word of encouragement. Speak life. Can, and, and, and to interpret things from a positive yeah, absolutely. angle. We have, we have done that. Often, and that is, it's been a gift to us. This is one of the ways that Aaron was a, a, one of the many ways, but one of the ways he was an absolute gift to us is where we have seen some of the behavior that we had to manage, that we've, been, we've felt that we can encourage parents and say, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just keep, you know, just keep speaking going life and to him. Speaking yeah, life. And, and goodness. You know, yeah. and we used to, I, we used to get Aaron to confess um, uh, uh, there is a future for a man of peace wow. uh, and uh, we used to say that it, get him to say it over and over again we used to say look you do not do that what do you say There's, oh, I don't want to say it just say it there is a future for a man of peace and it's like yes that's right just confess the word of God hallelujah <laughs> just keep doing that and uh, yeah and, and now going forward Aaron is now 30 and he, he's helping some some of his characteristics he's helping other yeah. parents and other children what he's learned you know over the years he's now in that place where he's encouraging and he's supporting and he's empowering other parents oh, totally. Young people. totally he finds yeah. he finds people who uh, yeah. have got challenges I think somehow he recognises that and, uh, and he is a massive encourager and incredibly patient yeah. as well, which is, uh, yeah, just an amazing thing. And I, I think that just to, to, to finish that, because I, I, it's so important for me, for, for me that everyone realizes that people's stories are different, but, you know, with the help of God, we all can see our stories end well. They may not all end the same, but they'll all end well. And, and you've got to accept God's ending because God's end might not be my end, but if we choose God's way, it will always be the best. It will always be the perfect one. I might have had another plan. I might have done it another way, but God's way is always the best way. And I trust Him. I wonder if I just feel like I wonder if you could just pray for us. I yeah. Think, you know, there's people here yeah. who need the grace of God to raise little ones. There's people here whose children are far from God and they long for them to be mm. to God. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff when you start talking about family that things get stirred up. But I love what you just said there. Um, the story's not finished yet. Yeah. And God, God can turn our stories around and use it to help other people. So come on. I come on. If you, could you just pray, pray first, for us. baby, then I'll pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have this wonderful opportunity, Father, that we can raise the next generation. Right. Lord, you have given us all the tools that we need. You've given us all the resources that we could ever need, Father. And I pray, oh God, for those in this room, Lord, who, are, who have got children and grandchildren, 
that we will, Lord, turn to you and help you help us, Father, f- give us your wisdom. Mm. Father, because, oh Lord, we, we want to raise the next generation, Lord, to love and to serve you and to be... And, and to allow their world to be different because, because they're in it. I pray. Amen. Yes. I feel uh, something a little strange. I, I, I want to pray for people here with adult children who are facing challenges. Sometimes it can be difficult to be the parent of adult children because you do feel so powerless. But Lord, I pray that everyone here would realize that while ever we hold the power of prayer, we are never powerless. And I pray that you would help us turn our worries and our frustrations into prayers. That you would help us to have not a critical view, but a positive view and help us, Lord, to where we need to change, where where our attitudes need to change, where the way we do things needs to change. Help us to to take the the splinter out of our own eye first uh, before we we try and and, and deal with somebody else's situation. Father, I pray for healing. I pray that where people here today have got a broken relationship with their children, I want to pray and prophesy hope and healing. We pray over every prodigal in the name of Jesus. You know every one of them. You know every one of them by name. And right now it just might seem an absolute nightmare and might seem incredibly hopeless. But you are the God of all hope. And I pray that even now, even though the actual physical situation might not change, that right now a a change would happen in someone's heart, that they would start seeing things positively, that they would start having hope rise in their heart and faith rise in their heart, that things can be different. I pray that you'll change their confession in the name of Jesus, that God, you're a healing God and you restore relationships in Jesus' name. You are the God of the family. Help us, Lord, to build a family that honours you. There are no perfect families, but you are a gracious God. And we thank you that you're here to help us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, can we thank Pastor Malcolm and Lynette? Show our appreciation. Thank you. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.